Hey, what's up, ISM family? Uh, we really hope that you enjoyed the very first episode of the ISM show. Uh, in the context of the ISM show, we had the ability to uh, have an interview with Pastor Eric Hoffman. Uh, that was really special for me, and uh, I'm going to tell you why. Number one, he's just a really dear friend of mine. Number two, he's one of our former district youth directors, meaning he's part of the ISM family. And number three, he's doing a phenomenal job as our national Speed the Light director. You know, I really enjoyed some of the stuff that he had to say in, in the full interview. So that's why we want to share it with you now. Students, make sure you watch this whole thing. There's incredible content. And youth pastors, please make sure that you share this or even make it a part of some of the digital services that you are doing right now. I mean, really, this is some unbelievable content. We were really honored to have Pastor Eric Hoffman Bless us uh, by sharing with us and making time for this interview. If you like the ISM show, make sure you check out this week's episode premiering on Friday. Uh, we're going to be interviewing uh, Billy Willis, who is our new Youth Alive missionary with his wife, Katie. They are going to do a phenomenal job. You need to get on board with Youth Alive. We're also going to be interviewing the amazing Caitlin Hafner, who's just been doing some incredible things online to publish her faith and to reach her community of friends with the love of Jesus Christ. Can't wait to see you guys this Friday on the next episode of the ISM show. But right now, please enjoy this full-length interview with our National Speed the Light director, Eric Hoffman. Hi! Hi! How you doing? Uh, well, hey, everybody. Uh, we are here with Eric Hoffman, uh, and we just want to give a huge amount of respect to Eric Hoffman. Not only is he uh, one of Illinois' former DYDs, uh, but he is also the National Speed the Light Director. And uh, man, first of all, uh, we just want to say thanks for coming on and being a part of this thing. Uh, we love you. We love your family. Uh, how is the family doing right now during quarantine? Are you guys getting along or <laughs> like... Well, uh, you know, a lot of you in Illinois know our story. You journeyed with us when uh, we brought Taylor into our home. Uh, Taylor is back in our home uh, with her boyfriend and now two daughters. So uh, to say, are we getting getting along? It, it's it's pretty pretty epic in our house. You know, we laugh because we have every generation represented. We have the newborn baby and the mother-in-law. Uh, so every generation is in my home. There's 10 of us. We have maxed out that quarantine number. So we can't have any visitors to our home because we put ourselves over that that number 10. Uh, but we're having a blast, man. Um, all Matt, Matt, Abby, and Emma are thriving. Matt's in his second year at James River College, just killing it. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun in the Hoffman Hacienda. <laughs> Well, we absolutely love you guys. I know that we miss you a ton. You know, I mean, you're talking about quarantine and you're talking about just kind of having to uh, be in your home right now. And uh, we are feeling that in Illinois as well. I know that you're in Missouri and, uh, you know, Illinois, it's just been, it's just been crazy. It seems like everything's been so strict and uh, we have a lot of students that are at home right now. And we have a lot of our incredible youth pastors that are doing everything that they can to continue serving their students, to meet with them, to be able to disciple them. Um, but what I wanted to talk to you about um, is, is Speed the Light. One of the things that we need, to, we need to make very clear to our students is that our missionaries are still out there. Our missionaries are still reaching people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our missionaries still need our help and our support. Like, you know, 
uh, a lot of things have shut down, but spreading the gospel has not shut down. And so our, our need to fuel that and our need to continue helping our missionaries cannot shut down either. So Eric, our national speed the light director, can you just breathe some life into our students right now uh, about what they should be doing their heart for speed the light in this moment? Yeah, you know, it, it, it would be simple for us to completely check out, you know, and to be transparent with you guys, even from the very beginning of this whole quarantine thing, when COVID came out, the struggle for me was, how do I continue to push speed the light without sounding insensitive? You know, that even within my own family, there's 10 of us in our household. Um, I'm feeding 10 people and it would be so easy for me for Liz and I to stop giving personally to Speedlight in this season because the excuse could be, well, what about us? And then all of a sudden, Chris, I, I start putting together these calls with missionaries like Dick Brogdon. And yeah. just this past week, I was talking to Josh Jones from Milan, Italy. And as I was talking to Josh, he told me, you know, I, I said, hey, tell me about your family situation. He said, I have a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. His seven-year-old has a ton of health implications. And the question was asked of him, why aren't you coming home? And uh, in this season, do you have the freedom to come home? He said, well, yeah, sure. My family, we can get on a plane right now and come back to the States. He said, but God called us here. Why would we leave? Yeah. The moment I heard that, like, how can't we continue doing this thing? When you look about, and there's so many people out there asking for money for things that will eventually burn away. But what we give to Chris will last forever eternally. The dollars that we give, the implications that's there, if we stop giving that, are, we still have missionaries on the field that are counting on us. And it's not about giving our money. Okay, Chris, you said this years ago, speed the light spreads the gospel. And I've been running with that across the nation. There's so much heart that came out of the, that district when I was there you know, small things from pastors saying words like faith is rising. That heartbeat of missions has been planted in Illinois for decades, okay? So because of that, that seed that's been planted, right there, you know, students, I want to encourage you, that, that right there is the reason that we continue to do this thing. And I know it's difficult because you're looking at parents that have been laid off that are out of work and you're, you're asking how. Think of the amount of people in that state. What would it be that if just within your circle, if you were able to get the people in your circle on your on your Facebook or your Insta, those that follow you, if they just donated one dollar to Speed of Light, how quickly that would add up? Yeah, that's right. And you know, charity has not gone away. In fact, what I've seen uh, is the opposite. I think charity has increased in this season. I was uh, I was at home watching television with my with my wife and kids last night. And I saw no less than three commercials asking for my money. Uh, DoorDash was one of them to help give to a charity so that we can keep local restaurants open. And those are all, those are all great things, but I, I love what you said. Those are temporary things. And if charity is alive and well today asking mo for money for temporary things, how much more should Speed the Light be alive and well asking for money for eternal purposes as well? I think that's absolutely spot on. Uh, and, and something that we need to consider. And, you know, we have youth pastors across the state, and, and they know your heart, they know my heart, they know the heart that we have for Speed the Light uh, in the Illinois district. And, you know, I think they're probably feeling that same pressure that you were feeling on a national level, like, like, okay, so 
how can I leverage Speed the Light? How can I be asking my students to, to keep this at the forefront when maybe their parents have been laid off? So what would you yeah. say to our youth pastors? Well, first I would, I, you know, I had to really evaluate my own heart, Chris. Is Speed the Light something that I do or is it something that I am? Come on. You know, and, and that's what, you know, if missions is something that we just do, then it's eventually, you know, when, when times get tough, of course we're going to fade away from, from doing it, okay? And this is a season to where I believe God is testing his people in ways to see what we're faithful to. And, and this isn't a season to where we as leaders are called to live by fear. And, you know, I just came off of a call yesterday, and here's what I said, like, in a, and this is what I would encourage leaders with, okay? More than you're given, okay? Please hear my heart. More than you're giving, okay? God has stripped away every form of hero worship that our students have. Yeah. If you think of it, they, they can't watch movies. They can't go to the movie theater. They can't watch professional athletes perform. Okay, God has stripped away. There used to be a time, Chris, to where we, we revered the missionary, okay, to where there was this extreme honor that we had for those men and women who were called to go. When children would hear stories, they had hero worship over the men and women who were called to go and who were spreading the gospel. This is our season as leaders to, to just kind of fly into, fly into the lives of our students and put before them missionaries like we never have before. It's easier for you as leaders right now to contact a missionary and to have them do exactly what Chris and I are doing right now. We're talking to you face to face. Students have been wanting and longing to be noticed with emojis for years, okay? They're looking for the thumbs up, they're looking for the happy face, but now they're seeking the face-to-face, -face, okay? Gone are the days of the emoji, and in are the days of the interaction like this. They, they desire it. Let's put our missionaries before, and it's not about the money, it's about the missionary. When you hear stories of what your missionaries are still doing, I think of Jeff and Marianne Stone, okay? Um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna mention where they're at, but having having their two kids in quarantine in a in a in a hot zone a hot area to where they're spreading the gospel they still count on us yeah. leaders they're still our family i'm still uh, team illinois they're still our family they need us and there's men and women like that all over our globe that are counting on you and i and this is truly the test to see if we do speed the light or if speed the light's a part of us yeah that's right okay? If, if we say we believe in missions and we live it, or if this is just a fad that we go through. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you know, one of the things that we always say uh, in Illinois Student Ministries is ISM is family. And, and, and one of the things that I'm hearing from a lot of people right now is I have to think of my family. I have to put my family first. And, and what I would encourage you leaders is, is just based, to, based on what Pastor Eric was saying here is if family comes first, yeah, I totally agree. So let's take care of our family. Let's take care of our church family. Let's take care of our missionary families that are overseas. Let's take care of our missionary families right now. Billy Willis just announced that he's going to become a Youth Alive missionary. So if you're looking for tangible results, you're not going to get more tangible results than Billy Willis showing up uh, at your doorstep and in, in, in teaching your kids how to reach their schools with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, the future of, of missions is going to be very dependent on our heart for missions right here and now. Is God going to take care of his people? Absolutely. But you have to decide right now if you're going to be a part of it uh, or if you're just going to watch it take place without you. Can I jump in real quick and, and talk yeah. about Billy and Katie? Yeah. I mean, 
Okay, so so you guys know the heartbeat. Chris, you and I have been doing ministry for years together. Yeah. Billy's been standing alongside of us. Okay, yeah. and as I look at the leaders in that state, here's what I want to ask of you. Billy doesn't know this, but Liz and I are committing 50 bucks a month to he and Katie because we believe in them. Can you imagine that if every single leader across the state of Illinois would make a personal commitment to Billy and Katie yeah. because we know what they're called to do, the impact that they can have with, within the campuses across that district? Yeah. Okay, it is this attitude of family. Okay, that's, that's the important, that, that's why Jesus stresses, you know, who is your neighbor? Guys, who's your neighbor? It's not the people just living underneath your roof, okay? Your neighbor is across your state, across our nation, and across our world. And just when times get tough, that, that doesn't mean we, we shrink back and we become cowards and we don't think we, we can do this thing. We can. God equips and God gives, and we need we need to lead that way because this is the generation, Chris. I truly do believe this. Gen Z, okay, this is the generation that will lead us into the greatest missional movement our fellowship has ever seen, and that's why it's instrumental to have Billy and Katie on those campuses. You know, the students of Illinois, uh, we've adopted um, our missions project uh, world for our missions project World Serve uh, International, and uh, we just love uh, what they're doing. Uh, we love the water wells. We love the idea of providing physical water so that people can have access to the living water. And, you know, um, we don't want to downplay how severe the, the, the coronavirus is, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's killing people. Um, but long before the coronavirus was an issue, um, clean drinking water was a bigger issue. Uh, I mean, you look at some of the stats where 2,000 children every day are dying from lack of clean drinking water. 2,000 2, children every single day. You can, fill up, you can fill up school buses, five, five school buses, with the amount of little kids uh, every single day that are dying uh, from, from lack of clean drinking water. Um, so what is World Serve International and why do you think it's so important for the students of Illinois to just attach themselves to this thing and go full tilt. Yeah. So, I mean, dying from something as simple as diarrhea. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. That is something that we can just take Pepto for, oh. uh, you know, world serves heartbeat is, is exactly that Chris. They, someone should do something about it. And the founder of world serve, John Bongiorno just believes it's, it's, it's world serve that can do it. Um, what they do is they go into these communities that have no water, and they, they dig a deep bore well. Sometimes these wells are as deep as 600 feet down into the ground. It's insanity, why? Because women are walking four miles one way to get clean water for their family. If you think about that, daily, nine hours a day, they're walking, and then they're having to carry back a, a, a five-gallon bucket of water just so their family can have clean water to drink. The strategy of World Serve is, is amazing, though. They have partnered with Assembly of God churches in third world countries to where if they can find clean water on their property, because it, it's something that truly it's miraculous that God has to provide these rivers underground for them to tap into. But if they find them on the church's property, they put the well there. So the people have to come to the church to get clean water, which gives a pastor an opportunity to share the gospel with them as they're getting physical water. They're hearing about the spiritual water 
that Jesus provides. And it's amazing. And they partner with NBA uh, basketball players and they partner with NFL football players and they partner with businesses. And we're just an arm of that to where they say, hey, we want to give students an opportunity to be a part of this. And we love it. Yeah. And I mean, our students are really attaching to it. I mean, our unconventional tour had to get cut a little bit short just because of the um, just because of the uh, group restrictions uh, that were placed on us. But I know that a lot of pastors in our state have just been showing, uh, you know, video uh, of the unconventional tour message. And a lot of kids are, are developing and have fallen in love with this idea of providing physical water so that so that people in Africa can have living water. Yeah, and I'll just add one final thought. Um, last night I was sitting there talking to uh, essentially my son-in-law about this very same thing. And I was describing to him, Chris, the water that comes out of the ground that they drink and how, how dark it is, how brown it is. And he said, why would they drink that? And I said, Zach, I, I said, why wouldn't they drink it if it's all they've ever known? Okay, can you imagine, Chris, growing up, having your children grow up drinking water that's brown, and then all of a sudden, someday, someday, somewhere along the line, someone walks in with a bottle of fresh, clean water? They have no idea what that even is because they've never experienced it. Okay, but what's neat is not only do they get to experience that clean water, okay, we, they, they also get to experience something that they've never known before, and that's Jesus through this ministry. And that's why it's so important for you and I to, to partner with them through Speed the Light. Yeah, I mean, the parallels of bringing the gospel through, through water is so incredible. I mean, you, it's all they've ever known. I mean, think about how many friends we have, even in our schools today, that are that are living in sin they are trapped in sin and it's just it's just all they ever know and they yeah. depend on us to come in with the living water of Jesus Christ to bring something that they've never even seen before and the second they taste it they're like I've got to have more of that think about the amount of parasites yeah. these kids in Africa have living in their body because they don't have access to clean drinking water and then you think about our our, our kids at school Think about the amount of parasitic sin that is in their life that's feeding off of them, that's robbing them of life and vitality and energy. And if you bring something pure to them, like the gospel of Jesus Christ, it can free them from that. And I just think it's absolutely incredible. The, the, the parallels that this has, this is deeply, deeply spiritual, and it's being delivered in such an unbelievably brilliant and practical way. I love it. So, Eric, we loved having you. Um, we love having you here with us just talking. Uh, how available are you for youth pastors? If you ever, if they wanted you to jump on Instagram live, if they wanted you to jump on a zoom call to like do what you just did with us, but just to their yeah. youth ministry on just a more intimate level. Uh, 618-798-0309. That's my phone number. Uh, whatever I can do for you, call me. Uh, Illinois is home. It always will be home. Um, we miss you guys. We love you guys. Uh, man, you have, I, I always say this to anyone from Illinois and I mean this, you have direct access to Liz and I, no excuses. Uh, once we, we used to, you still say this, Chris. Okay. We started saying once a part of team Illinois, always a part of team Illinois. I know that's the heart of pastor Phil, your superintendent. 
okay, once you're a part of the team, you're always a part of the team. So whatever I can do for you, if it's Insta Live, if it's if it's a Zoom chat, if it's you know a, a phone call, then please by all means just just reach out to me. Absolutely, and uh, students, leaders, uh, especially new leaders, if you've come within the last couple of years, uh, I don't want there to be any intimidation factor because because working at the national office. He said it once team Illinois, always team Illinois. And I want you to know he's just as much a part of your family as, as, as Christina and I are, and you can reach out to him. He gave you his number, call him, text him, ask if he would like to be a part of your youth ministry, just to encourage them to equip your students or just to be an encouragement uh, to you. We love you guys. Pastor Eric, Liz, we love you. We're praying for you. We honor you. You are doing an incredible job. And I know that the students and the leaders of Illinois are just so incredibly proud of you guys and the work that God is doing through you and your family. Love you so much, man. Thanks, Chris. Love you guys too. Hey, everybody. Wasn't that great stuff? Man, um, do me a favor and make sure that you comment below and just tell Pastor Eric how you feel about him and how much you love him. Uh, I know that they miss you guys and uh, that I would love to have some encouragement from you. Again, Pastor Eric, we just want to say thank you from the very bottom of our hearts from Illinois Student Ministries. Thank you for setting up such an incredible foundation of generosity that our students are still thriving in today. We love you guys. Illinois students, we love you. Please continue to go hard for missions. Love you guys. Have a good one.